1: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolman, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me, Yes, welcome back to Sports Day WA. I love talking to this bloke, but I also love... Interacting with you, our listener. We've got some texts coming through uh, on Lockie Schultz, Lee, and a few others. We've got uh, Bobby. Uh, If you want to also. Continue sending texts on the temperate bedshed text machine. Do it. 0487 736 736. Or give us a call. You can. 13 12 55. We can chat anytime here on sports day. WA wherever you may be the length and breadth of this wonderful state of Western Australia. Well, it's a lovely place. It's a magical place, India. It's got so much to offer. If you're a tourist and it's got so much to offer, if you're a cricket fan, because for many people it's where cricket is the Mecca, uh, because of uh, how they love that sport in India. And that's where the world cup's been staged and Bharat and is loving it too. He's covering it for SEN. Thanks for joining us Bharat.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, Peter. And like, like you said, uh, I'm just having lunch here at, uh, um, at a generic restaurant. And, um, what do you know? It's uh, cricket season, so they have installed these television screens uh, literally next to every table. Mm -hmm. And what do you expect they're playing? Uh, It's uh, Pakistan and Sri Lanka playing in their World Cup encounter. So cricket everywhere, everywhere you look. Uh, It still hasn't really reached fever pitch, but we're getting there.
1: Yeah, interesting. Actually, there's two games currently underway: England, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. So we've got three nations in Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh, which very much are, are close cousins and neighbours to India.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, don't uh, leave out Afghanistan, who'll be playing tomorrow uh, against the against the Indians. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's um, um, it's it, it's uh, a kind of tournament where, you know, because it goes on for so long, I think there'll be, um, you know, ups and downs, not just in terms of team fortunes but also in terms of uh, the interest levels. Uh, I spoke to you last week about uh, the Asian games. Now, they have ended. So, the focus will, like, it's kind of centered around around cricket. Um, and, yeah, two really good games as well. I think England have uh, racked up a big score. But mm. it, uh, they look like flat conditions over... Uh, in the hills in Dharamsala, so Bangladesh wouldn't uh, rule themselves out. And Pakistan, Sri Lanka, such traditional rivals, uh, it's good to see their game set up well.
1: Yeah, David Malam made 140 for England, uh, Joe Root 82, they were the leaders in what was a big score of 50 overs, 9 for 364 England. And now Bangladesh will try and run those down. But you think they're certainly up against it. And the other match, as we know, is uh, Pakistan taking on Sri Lanka. And uh, it is Sri Lanka who are batting. That started a bit later. And they are now one for 53. One for 53 off nine overs. So we'll keep you up to date with that. let's have a look at Australia first. Uh, They got beaten against India the other day. At one stage, India were three wickets for two, and certainly their backs to the wall. A lot has been said about the Mitch Marsh drop catch uh, off Virat Kohli. It could have been four for 20, and maybe the outcome could have been a little different. How did you see it? Uh,
0: No, obviously, when you have someone of the calibre of Virat Kohli and in the run chase as well, you know, uh, offering a chance like that and for it to go to ground uh, would have, you know, eventually sunk Australia's chances. Uh, and I mean, credit to them after they were bowled out for 199 or they got to 199, they had to do something special early on with a new ball. This is exactly what Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark did. Um, and at 4 for 20, you would have said Australia were firm favourites, but I think the game was lost more, more in the first innings. Uh, you know, they. Uh, started well Australia, they were 1-74 for 74 after the 16th over. From that point on, the collapse and for them to not even make 220-230, I think is where they lost the game. I mean, obviously, you can look at drop catches all you want. Uh, but if they had put up 230, like they did uh, earlier this year at this very end or at that very venue, uh, I think they would have had a much better chance with their bowling attack. Uh, but also, compared to March, when they won in Chennai, there's so much more due... Uh, on the ground, and Dew is going to play a big factor this time of the year as we travel around India, as Australia found out.
1: Mm. Interesting, their next assignment is against South Africa, who bludgeoned Sri Lanka. They scored 428, and there were three centurions in their uh, innings, the likes of de Kock at the top van der Dusen, and I like Markram. I reckon Markram could be one of the players of the tournament. Bats around about number four, five, mm. comes in and he's a very, very good player in this form of the game. When I spoke to you last week, you predicted that South Africa could have a good tournament.
0: Oh, yeah, and they've really flown under the radar, haven't they? Uh, it's, it's the batting that he just spoke about here. I mean, um, Markram at four, and he's played a lot of white ball cricket in India. He's an IPL captain as well. Uh, and even though we saw the really aggressive, ultra aggressive side of this, World Cup ever, he's got other gears as well. Like so, if in case South Africa do lose early wickets, he has the game to counter spin and manoeuvre spin around much like say Steve Smith um, or Amanis Slabushain. So uh, that's why he's such a dangerous, uh, you know, uh, potential candidate for Man of the Series, like you said, or Player of the Series. Uh, and because of that. But then they also have the power of Heinrich Klaassen and Rusty Wanda Dusin and um, so many more. Uh, Marco Jansen started hitting some big sixes as well. And the balance of their attack. I mean yes, Sri Lanka put on quite a show to make three twenty six against them, but it was always gonna be just one way. So it's a big challenge for us especially considering the fact that this is coming off that defeat to India. Um and we relayed pitches in Lucknow, we really don't know how they're gonna play. Nobody seems to know. Um so maybe the pitch will play a role in it, but if it is a flat pitch, then uh, man, watch out, Australia. The South African team looks hungry.
1: Mm. Saying that, it's a long tournament, and there's plenty of games to be played. But you wouldn't want to start with no wins from your first two matches. It's imperative that Australia get on the board. You don't want to be chasing your tail in this tournament.
0: Oh, not at all. I mean, even though it is long, uh, the matches are spaced pretty tightly to each other. I mean, there is a break for Australia after. Uh, between the New Zealand and the England games later in the month, but um, it's at, at this stage, yeah, I mean, even even if you're not winning consecutive games, you don't want to lose consecutive games, and then you're right, then you start, to, you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and then suddenly the seven remaining matches uh, that don't count as just opportunities for you to come back, but. Uh, you put yourself into a must-win situation in every game, and that's when most teams falter. So, yeah, I mean, Australia would want to get their campaign right. It, it is a tough start for them in terms of the schedule. You have India, South Africa, and a very tricky team in Sri Lanka um, uh, in the, for their first three games. But, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be facing Sri Lanka later on this week, uh, 2-0 down, uh, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Saying that, looking at the Australian makeup for Sri Lanka, Mitch Marsh has had more better games than bad games. That was a one that he'll want to forget the other night, out with no yeah. no score. I think he lasted six deliveries and got caught in the cordon and then that dropped chance. Uh, he'd be feeling it. Uh, a bit of pressure on him at the top of the order in that match against South Africa. Do you sense any subtle changes to be made by the selection panel?
0: Oh, look, um, I was just um, at the team hotel a while back uh, speaking to Glenn Maxwell, who's doing a, who did a press conference for the Aussie press. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, he just based on what he said, and just I bumped into Marcus Stoinis as well, looks like Stoinis will be back, uh, replacing his fellow Western Australian all-rounder in the middle order. Can't remember, there are just so many of them floating around these days. Um, that's the only change uh, I, I see happening. And it's a good change as well. I mean, Marcus Stoinis might not... Or might not be as consistent with the bat as say he would like to be, much like Cam Green. But he has been really good with the ball, with the new ball and the ball first change, and it just gives Australia more variety with the ball, and which you will need against this firepower South African batting lineup.
1: Yeah, I've seen Marcus Stoinis actually in the T20 competition actually open the bowling, and I suppose that's always an option depending on what sort of wicket it is. If it's a gluey sort of uh, wicket where the ball doesn't come onto the bat, someone like Marcus Stoinis could be quite too handy.
0: Oh, very much so. And it's a role that Australia have developed him for uh, in recent times. He opened the bowling uh, pretty much every game in South Africa uh, and a couple of times in India as well. You're right, he opens the bowling in the IPL as well. And he's a very canny operator, quicker than you think he is. Uh, I mean, but it would be, especially on the basis of how well they bowled last uh, three days ago, uh, for him to get the nod ahead of Hazelwood or Stark with the new ball that is. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, you never know. I mean, you could always mix and match with, with Stoinis on the side. And, you know, this is his home ground as well. Don't forget that he plays for the, he's one of their marquee players for the Lucknow Super Giants in the IPL. So he wouldn't be complaining uh, about the fact that he's got two uh, games back-to-back in his adopted home ground.
1: And before we let you go, Mitchell Stark, as we know, in a warm-up game, got a hat-trick against the Netherlands. Uh, I think he's bowling very well. There's been some criticism in this form of the game that sometimes Mitch Stark gives the the batsman a bit too much width, particularly outside the off-stump. How do you see his bowling at this point in time?
0: Uh, No, I mean, just overall, uh, he was by far the best bowler for Australia in the Ashes. Uh, different format, yes, but I mean, he's always been a gun white ball bowler, and and this is his format. I mean, he could, he, I mean, there are times in T20 cricket, which he doesn't play too much of, uh, where he can go bl- uh, like you know, blow hot and cold. But from one day cricket, he's always super consistent. He always gets you wickets. He doesn't go for too many runs uh, in this format like he could in some others. So, uh, no, I think he started really well the other day. gave uh, that uh, early breakthrough as well. Uh, so, no, I think Stark and Hazelwood are just bowling the house down. Uh, and you just know Cummins will get better and better as this tournament progresses. From a bowling perspective, Australia look pretty uh, pretty solid. Uh, but it's, it's that middle order that needs to fire. Uh, and I mean, uh, post number four, if, if they have to, like, you know, get, just get over the line against South Africa, but also start getting more consistent as
1: uh, this tournament wears on. Good on you, Brad. I'll let you get back to your lunch. Uh, thanks very much for joining yeah. us on the program. We're really looking forward to this match on Thursday. should be a beauty. gets underway at 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, Western Standard Time. That's Perth time and throughout Western Australia. Thanks for your time and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. You have a great evening. Good on you, Bharat. Bharat Sandarason joining us live from India. There, uh, Thursday night it gets underway. It should be a beauty. Just before we take a break, let's have a look at a couple of the texts here. Hi, Peter and team. Have been hearing that half the Dockers board members aren't happy about losing more players, and Freo members and fans want Peter Bell gone. That's uh, Lisa of Ellenbrook, and Bobby says that's why Freo lost Bradley Hill because his girlfriend wanted to go back to Melbourne. Now you're telling us it's Lockie's girlfriend. Thank God for the girlfriends of Caleb, uh, Sarong, Hayden, and who don't want to go home and support their partners. Okay. All right. Good on you, Bobby. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can join us anytime on the Tempera Bed Chair text machine. It it happens now. It happens. And it's going to happen more and more and more uh, that, you know, in the end, footballers and this generation. Um, because they have to be uprooted from their home base and play in other states. We've seen it more so in recent years about players wanting to go back. And it's going to happen more and more and more. So that's why I'm saying West Coast Eagles, get Dan Curtin. Uh, If I was selecting, I'd get Dan Curtin or split your picks. Because I reckon Lockie, um, Harley Reid will eventually go back to Melbourne. That's my prediction. But anyway, that's just me. Talking out loud. Uh, It's 27 past five. You're listening to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Thanks to the Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. And don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game, worth over $70,000 to shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance to win. TNCs do apply. Don't go away. More after the break. <laughs> AFL Trade Radio, thanks to Continental Tyres right here on ACN Of course, Continental Tyres. That was today's AFL Trade update, which shows it was a bit quiet uh, today because, uh, in the end, James Harms joined the Western Bulldogs. Ben Mackay's free agency move to North Melbourne was completed, but there was no moving on Essendon's other likely free agent acquisition in Jade Gresham. As I said, De Continental Tyres uh, bring you AFL Trade Radio, and that was today's AFL Trade update. Now, to save time and water, Ira Gear is here. Now, Tommy Mitchell's come out and gone whack, whack. On Hawthorne, uh, the premiership player for the Magpies, and the reasons why he left the Hawks. I think the way they try and do it is that they want to make you ask to leave rather than them push you out. That's how I I think. Well, not they, not to name names, but was there some people there that you th- were disappointed in that took it wrongly? No, nah, not really. No, it's a business. Like when you when you realise that it's a business, I don't think there is a lot of loyalty in footy. Like I you know I feel like I played. Some good footy at Hawks, and um, you know I threw everything into. I worked as hard as I possibly could. Um, everyone would know that, but um, I just didn't really feel valued at all. Um, at all, you know, in terms of what I could help and contribute with to the group. So there you go, whack whack. Uh, The Hawks, uh, Tom Mitchell, uh, he's laughing all the way uh, to a premiership now and also possibly to the bank. Uh, Interesting regarding what's happening with Tom Hawkins. The Geelong great still reported there's frustrations over the disagreement his management is having with Geelong. The 35 year old is still unsigned for 2024, but wants a contract at the Cats that would extend his career into an 18th season. But at the moment, nothing has been formalised. Uh, that update, uh, all thanks to Irrigear, that offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water, Irrigear is here. And don't forget, uh, the Wildcats, uh, we're on board with them. You can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. Just uh, check everything online. Okay, we've got to take another quick break. And then after the break, I'm going to speak to a gentleman who played for Northern Ireland, played for Ireland, spent some time at Tottenham Hotspur, is still a Spurs fan, but now is about to embark on his second season at the Perth Glory. The Perth Glory A-League men's and women's teams will uh, launch their campaign tomorrow in a lavish breakfast at Fraser's Restaurant. Uh, That is the Perth Glory launch. And Aaron McKenniff is going to join us for a chat after the break. And I'm going to find out a bit more about what is a fairly interesting background, plus ask him a couple of questions about the season coming up. Don't go away. This is Sports Day WA.